Welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once-in-a-lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Dog. Our special guest James from Hot Dogs at Disney is here to tell us all about life as Disney World's premier wiener artiste and help us pick some of the best quick serve restaurants around the parks. Plus Disneyland After Dark and more strange Christmas cheer from around the world. Toast your bun and shake up the mustard. It's time to hit the trail with the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Welcome back to another meeting of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. My name is Dan Leonard and joining me this week in the studio is Heather Strait. Hello. And Jeff Williams. Howdy, y'all. Our show, as always, is brought to you by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details and a no-obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime. Well, guys, it's the holiday season, a time when my mind turns mainly to one topic. Food. Why does it have to be the holiday season? Well... I mean, what are you thinking about the rest of the year? Food, but but now it's holiday food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's festive food. I have an excuse to overeat. It's it's practically expected of me, right? Yeah, That's true. Yeah, yeah. It's called it's being science. jolly. Yeah, yeah. I've got to be jolly, and being jolly means eating too much, apparently. Well, then I'm <laughs> um, jolly as hell. Me too. Well, we've covered Disney World tables, service restaurants, and bars pretty exhaustively in the past. And this week, we're taking a look at the hidden gems of the quick service category with the help of a very special guest. But first, let's take a look at the week's travel news, starting with some pretty exciting news out of Disneyland. A very popular Disneyland After Dark events are confirmed to be returning in 2022. So that's the uh, Sweethearts Night in February, the Villains Night, and Star Wars Night. Star Wars Night. Mm. Have these been gone since COVID or did they have them in 21? I can't even remember now. I don't think they had them. I don't think they have. I think you're right. They weren't open in 21, were they? No, that's true. It's currently 21, Dan. Yeah, they were closed for a long time. I think they did have one. I don't know. I just made that up. That way, (laughs) hedging my bets. I could either be wrong or right. Well, because those events take place in February, the Sweetheart Night will be February yep. 1, 3, 8, 10, and 14. Wow. Yeah. That's quite a few uh, and of them. This, tickets are already on sale, so I'm going to guess they, they went on sale December 9th, so I'm going to guess that they are probably sold out that one. The Villains Night is March 8th and 10th. Those tickets go on sale January 11. And a Star Wars Night is May 3, obviously the 4th. And for some reason, the 27th. Of and, course, uh, that's the traditional Star Wars party date. Yes. That's is the 27th it? of May. <laughs> Everybody May knows that May the 27th old. be with yes. you. <laughs> that old chestnut. Those tickets go on sale also beginning in January 11th. Conspicuously missing this time is the 8th. Didn't they do an 80s night party that was pretty popular? They I did. They did. I don't know. I don't keep up with that park. Yes, they Yeah, they're did. not doing that one this time. But so they each also of those events... did one that was like a dapper. I can't remember what it was called, but it was... Oh, uh, yeah. 
Some that was the Sweethearts one, I think. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. So it's they like have date uh, night at the park mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's special after after hours events themed Sweethearts night. They're going to have a special th- fireworks and projections, jazz ensemble on board the Mark Twain Riverboat, hmm. plus other live entertainment around the park. There will be a royal ball and a dance party with a DJ. Ball. Ball. Another thing that's really popular at these events is they have characters out in meeting that you might not always get a chance to see. Mm. So Sweetheart Nights, they'll have everybody's favorite couples out and about in the parks that you can take pictures with. Like Peter and Smee. That that popular (laughs) fan ship. I bet you. I bet you if you go looking in the dark corners of the web. There's fan fiction out there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Somebody's written that. (laughs) I'm done. I'm done for the night, guys. You finish (laughs) Good night, everybody. I don't want to think anymore. Plus other fun photo opportunities featuring romantic scenes from iconic Disney films, special decor, food and beverage offerings around the park. And you can get into the park starting at 5 p.m. with just the ticket and no theme park reservation required villains night is pretty self-explanatory I there's think. villains there's villains they're going to have the cauldron which is going to be a cabaret featuring villainous virtuosos showing off their oh showing off their talents through song and dance versus seaside sing-along uh underworld dance party photo backdrops men and villains special locations around the park for photos Plus food and beverage. I do like food and beverage. Yeah. I only Weird. like one. I feel like we spend a, all of our time talking about we food and beverage. We do spend a lot of time talking <laughs> about that. Yeah. Well, uh, what else are we going to talk about? That's fair. So at yeah. these after hours, do you get to see these fun couples standing behind a hedgerow? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. They will be socially distanced. Although from the photos of what some of those characters out and about at the Disneyland's Christmas party. They had like some great not. characters. Yeah. So it doesn't suffer too much from the distancing. Uh, Star Wars night, they're going to have special fireworks themed show. March of the Forced Order featuring Captain Phasma and her stormtroopers will take mm-hmm. place around Main Street USA, I assume. Uh, galactic dance party because that's yeah totally Star Wars characters around the park. That's a that's an interesting thing at Disneyland is that their Galaxy's Edge is in Disneyland Park, and I mean, that's I've so weird. It's like if storm- on the other side of Frontierland was Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, and stormtroopers were marching down Main Street seems like such a weird feels thing. wrong. But I'd like to yeah. see it. Yeah, yeah, it feels wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll stick to. Tomorrowland or something. January will be the first time I we see their Galaxy's Edge. Oh, that's right. Crazy. And it looks like if you purchased tickets for the events in 2020 and those were canceled, mm-hmm. you can call guest ticket sales by January 8th and they will exchange those tickets for the 2022 Oh, events. nice. That's cool. Uh, so they're making good on that, which is very nice. Surprising, too. It really is. I wouldn't. If I was them, I'd want to make some money. Right. So, yeah, but that's nice. That's exciting. And those are super popular events. Like I said, I'm sure they that really the Valentine's are. They sell one out. is, you know, they're four hour long parties after the park's closed. Pricing starts at $134 per person. You do get in three hours before the start of the party. So mm-hmm. you do get a pretty, you, you get an eight hour day for that price mm-hmm. plus the special party events. You know, I can see it's not cheap, but they don't screw around with those after hours. They, somehow Disneyland always outdoes Disney World with their parties. I don't know why yeah. I don't like it, but they do. It does. It is what happens. Yes, that is true. They are very good at those. 
hit up your favorite key to the world travel advisor. You want to go visit one of those after hours parties. Yeah, get on it quick. Those are going to sell out. They are fabulous events. A somewhat, well, this event is pretty fabulous in a different way. And it, it dovetails on, do you guys remember last year we talked about this weird tradition in Wales where they carry around a stick puppet with a skull of a horse on it? And it's, yeah. and, Wait, uh, how do whales carry anything? They don't even have hands. Uh, country <laughs> whales, Jeff. <laughs> called Mar- Mari... Yeah. Is that what it's called, yeah. Dane? Yeah, well, it's spelled L-W-Y-D. So you tell me how it's pronounced, Jeff. L-W-Y-D. That would be lewd. Silent L, like in yeah. Laverne. Yeah, uh, so they carry it around from house to house and knock on the door, and they do a rhyming battle. Oh, yes. And if you Is lose like the rhyming battle... battle? Yeah, it's yeah, like a rap like, battle, and like if you months. yeah, and if you lose, the horse is allowed to come into your house, and you have to give the people carrying the horse booze to get rid of them. So it's yeah. like trick or treat, but with oh. a horse and right. booze and booze. Yeah, I give me booze, or we'll f- your shit up. Yeah. So that derives from a tradition in the United Kingdom, and it's something that's still carried on in the weird island of Newfoundland, Canada. There, it's called mummering. Have you ever heard of mummering? Mm. No, but. Well, a bunch of drunk people dress up in weird costumes okay. and, and go house to for jolly times and to beg for booze from their neighbors, because that's apparently what Christmas is all about in yeah. the United Kingdom. Well, isn't uh, that what carolers do? They, right, yeah. They demand that you give them booze. Yeah, we all want some figgy pudding and we yeah. want it right now. Yeah. Or we'll burn your house to the ground. <laughs> I forgot right. those lyrics, but... Yeah. It sounds like it checks out. So mummers are the more annoying version of Christmas carolers. What they do is you get up in a disguise and traditionally uh, you go and you knock on, on the door and, and then they're invited into the house and they do a variety of performances of dancing and music or jokes. Okay. The hosts have to guess who the person in the costume is before okay. offering them food or drink. They're allowed to poke or prod the mummers or ask them questions. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm in. <laughs> to make this a challenge for the host, the mummers can stuff their costumes or cross-dress or speak with funny voices. Once they've been identified, they take off their disguises and just hang out for a while. And then, then you give head your on to the a next nice poke. Yeah, <laughs> then you head on to the next house to, to do it all over again and beg for more booze. But what I thought was kind of interesting about this, is, so it's making a comeback in Newfoundland. The people got so wild and crazy with their drunken reveling around the island that was actually outlawed for many years huh. because just too much fun it, huh yeah it turned into a christmas riot but also if you look at this link from uh, atlas obscura the headline says once a forbidden tradition these costumes are not festive in the traditional manner that you would think of as christmas festivity and hmm. there's some of them carry around the horse heads and it's just weird these people are weird. So, yeah. Canadians, huh? I yeah, Canadians. Plus, they're on this tiny island that's really, like, uh, kind of isolated. And apparently the people there are a little bit. Yeah, I guess if you're isolated on a tiny island off the coast of Canada, it might get a little boring. Yeah. So now the hundreds of them march around the town in a parade and have lots of fun. And so what booze. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm saying is we need more traditions like this in America. Boozy trick-or-treating. I agree. Yeah. At Christmas time. I don't think my neighbors would appreciate it if I was carrying around a horse head and started backing on doors. <laughs> oh, you don't know until you try. That's, That's true. true. That's true. So I know what I'm doing the rest of this week leading up to Christmas. I can't wait. 
Do you have a costume? No, I'm going to have to find a horse skull pronto. Do you have a source for those? I, I don't. I live in the country, so I'm sure I could. Isn't find there something. one on your wife's arm? What's that? <laughs> uh, that's a, a T Rex skull. Oh, yeah, excuse me. I mean, close enough, I guess, for, for a. Oh, these costumes are pretty weird. Yeah. It's kind of like when we talked about, man, what, what, what were those weirdos? Was that Krampus knocked where they were all dressed <laughs> up in the fuzzy yarn covered costumes, went around beating yeah. each other with sticks? People do some weird things at the holidays. Yeah. And we need more of that kind of weirdness. <laughs> I, agree. I think I would appreciate that kind of weirdness. Uh, we'll get to some more of that weirdness in a little bit. But first, Heather's going to tell us about yet another way that we can get some home alone action in our lives this holiday season. Yeah, there is a place in Nashville. It's called the Hidden Bar. And it's, we've talked a lot about the latest thing being the speakeasy kind of bar where it's, mm-hmm. you, you enter through some weird back alley or a, a door oh. that looks normal or what the, Jeff's the one you talked about in Birmingham is through a phone booth or something, I think. Yes. Yeah. This one is at a, it's at a hotel called the Noel. It's a historic hotel in Nashville. And you go down into the basement and it's a door that's painted mint green and it's supposed to look like a custodian closet. And when you go through the door, it's the hidden bar. And for the holidays, they've brought it into this whole Home Alone inspired experience. And it looks really cool. They've recreated the living room and the dining room and they've changed the menu to be all home alone inspired so there's a cocktail called the one two ten <laughs> which has rum cold brew allspice and chocolate bitters sounds delicious a thirsty for more is uh, whiskey raspberry amaro lemon bitters ginger beer oh they all mm-hmm. sound really great and then they have a menu of mini bar s- snacks that are inspired by kevin's adventures like there's some pizza and some stuffed shells a chicago style pig in a blanket and then the the sunday scaries and ice cream sunday with luxardo cherries on it oh it all sounds delicious it looks so cool doesn't it look neat they've transformed the whole space there's like there's even the he's got that cardboard cutout of michael Michael jordan Jordan. in his bulls uniform (laughs) that he dances past the window when he's Making yeah. it look like they're having a party. And the they've recreated the living room there, too. So it's all the way through the end of the year for the holidays. It will be this Home Alone bar. And then presumably after the new year, it'll go back to just being a, a traditional hidden A regular speakeasy. old speakeasy. Yeah. <laughs> a regular old hidden bar. It looks really neat, though. I would love to check it out. If you're in the Nashville area, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I just sent that to Sam Corley. I want and him to go report it back. It is open only on specific days. It's open on Wednesdays and Thursdays from 5 to 11, Friday and Saturday from 4 to midnight, and then again on Sunday from 5 to 11. And they don't accept reservations, so you have to just uh, get to the hotel and find your way down there. So no and Sunday, Monday, but open through the holidays. No Monday, Sundays. Tuesday. That's no what I said. One, yeah, Wednesday through You just Sunday. heard me wrong. That's correct. You're right. All of you did. All the listeners, all dozen of you. It says that to check it out, unless you're a filthy animal, in which case, stay out. That is a Home Alone movie reference. It was. That is. I'm so glad you. I'm so glad you noticed. I need more Home Alone in my life. 
Yeah, so and I I'm think I like this idea even better than going to the Home Alone house and spending the night. The Home yeah. Alone themed bar seems like a great idea. Yeah, the best of all worlds, really. Yeah, it's the eating and drinking that I think we've mentioned a few times we enjoy. I'm not really a fan. Yeah, we seem a little fixated, almost. Well, well it's about the best things in life, Dan. Eating yeah. and drinking. You might want to rethink that stance when we talk about this next. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Winter this, holiday festival. Don't ruin it for me, Dan. Is something gross. Actually, this is, you know, in Diagon Alley at Universal, there's a window of the fish shop and they have an eel pie with, yes. the, with the eel head sticking out of the pie. Well, that's based on a traditional uh, no. dish from it's a cornish dish oh, of course it's a real thing christmas time festival but it's called stargazy pie it sounds innocuous but it has an eel yeah. head in it well this is no not eel we'll get there oh, no. something else that i love about the uk at any time really their <laughs> holidays they have all these they have all these really crazy like eves like we're celebrating this eve of this person and mm-hmm. like yeah. they're usually saints but there's all kinds of these weird holidays so on tom balcock's eve already like- tom balcock's eve it's a christmas time <laughs> festival <laughs> held in the cornish village of mouse hole england i just mouse like that there's a hole. yeah right. mouse hole england that was fun i googled oh. it and i wish i hadn't yeah, well, this pie contains you know, <laughs> potatoes and eggs, but what really makes it great is that there are intact fish heads and sometimes tails sticking up out of the crust as God. though they're looking up at the stars, and that's where the pie gets its name from. This it's is quite disgusting. cute. Yeah, usually they use anchovy-type fish called a pilchard, but uh, oh, this one, you could use... the fish heads all have their mouths open. Ugh. Yeah, they're yeah. gazing at the stars, Heather. Yeah, and the best part is that there's a legend that goes with it, why it started. The dish is said to have originated in honor of the night that Tom Balcock, the guy that we're (laughs) celebrating at this festival, who was a 16th century folk hero of the town of Mousehole, he sailed out to go fishing. (laughs) That sounds made May I put my Balcock in your Mousehole? (laughs) I know. It sounds so fake, but it's real. I've heard of this before. Some 12-year-old wrote this. (laughs) He went out fishing uh, at night despite dangerous storms. As as the uh, story goes, he came back with enough fish to end a famine. That was going on in the area. Some versions of the story say that Tom Balcock brought his cat along and the cat magically helped to calm the storm. Wow. This is a lot. Yeah. But I bet the pie itself just tastes like the potatoes and stuff. The fish head seemed to be more of a decoration. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I bet you I can, we can find a recipe and share it in the show notes. And uh, I bet you it's delicious. And I bet you nobody will want to try it out. Oh, man, it's rough. Ooh, look, did you look at all three? There's a picture of the raw pie before it's cooked, so the fish heads are really fresh looking. Uh, yes, oh, gross. gross. Oh, Ooh. here's one of the inside. Ooh, yeah, not any better. I can't, <laughs> I can't. You-, you know, just oh, <laughs> they're all look like they're singing. Oh, so, no. so when you're sitting at Uncle Ernie's house regretting your holiday festivity choices. You better not wishing... bring this to Christmas this year, Dan. Oh, no. I'm just saying, you know, if, when your Christmas Eve is not going the way that you would like Christmas Eve to be, when you're stuck with awful family <laughs> members or disgusting, weird food, just remember that it could always be worse. You could be eating some of Tom Balcock's <laughs> stargazy pie in the village of Mousehole, England. Mousehole. Well, I do want to go there for the cock and ball. What is it? What is the festival? Tom Balcock. Tom Balcock Eve. 
Yeah, Tom Bacock's Eve. I prefer Tom Bacock Day. Do you open just one present on Tom <laughs> Bacock Eve and then the rest of them on Tom Bacock Day? This is crazy. Isn't the, isn't the, isn't the fish head pie? The fish head it's named pie after the traditional all Bacock Eve. I wonder if this pie is where that song was that. Fish and finger pie. Okay, no, the, the fish with lobsters. I could do this one. It's barely better. <laughs> barely better. No, the, the fish adds fish adds roly poly fish heads. Yeah, yep. I wonder if there's a connection there. Maybe uh, Wikipedia has a poem, but it's written in. It looks like old English. Figure it out. Well, I'm all about that. Stargazy pie. Mary Plas, you may believe, was mouse upon Tom Bacock's Eve. To be there then who wouldn't wish to sup a seven sorts of fish. To sup on seven, I like to sup on seven sorts of fish. When Morgie Brathod cleared the path, corned lances for a fry. And then us had a bet a scad and starry gazy pie. Next comed Fermad's brads. I don't know what that means. As mad our oozies dry. Ling and husk enough to mask a Roman shark's to sigh. A Ike would clunk us elthward dunk. And bumpers bremen e, and when up calm tusnam, we prezed into the sky. Yeah, the inside looks just like eggs and stuff. It looks pretty good. I think the fish are just a little gross decor for the top. It is gross decor. Yeah, the inside is seems there seems to be some egg and something else and ham, maybe ham? potato, yeah. huh. and weird. a fish. The <laughs> <laughs> fish head. Look, celebration sees villagers parading a huge pie through the streets of the town with a procession of handmade lanterns before the entire town gathers to tuck into the pie Ugh. together. The original pie contained sand eels, horse mackerel, pilchards, herring, dogfish, and something called a ling. Dogfish head. The ship in mouse holes Curry. suggests that any white fish will work for the filling. <laughs> And the pilchards or the herring are just for the presentation. Well, yeah. Ah, yes. The inside is fish, thickened milk, eggs, and boiled potatoes. It doesn't sound very good. God bless that British cuisine. They just cannot. Right? Onion, bacon, mustard, and white wine also are sometimes used. That all sounds good. Yeah. Traditional other ingredients include hard-boiled eggs, bacon, onion, mustard, white wine, and now alternatives like... Crawfish and rabbit or mutton. Well, I'm I would sorry, try it. But I cannot get past the fish heads on top. So I'm going to say that's a no for me, dog. Gross. Well, I would, I would certainly try it. Suggested accompaniments are Cornish, Yarg cheese, <laughs> rhubarb Yard. chutney, poached eggs, and slices of lemon. Yarg cheese is always semi hard. Yarg cheese. Mm, Yarg. Cornish cheese. <laughs> Isn't that a pirate cheese? Probably. <laughs> uh, that'd be my cheese. Well, <laughs> stick around. Because after the commercial break, we're welcoming a very special guest into the studio to help us explore the more delightful quick service restaurant options at Walt Disney World. When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your key to the world travel vacation planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the World Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner, specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. 
with over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. The wonderful thing about the wide world of theme park fandom is there's so much to love and plenty of room for any niche. I hate that word and I regret using it instantly. Niche. Niche. No No matter how specific it is. There are Disney fan sites dedicated to bathrooms, buses, boats, trash cans, goats, and non functioning animatronics. Every one of them is wonderful and fascinating. At first glance, you wonder how anyone can find that much of interest in these little details. Then you look deeper and realize just how much thought goes into the design and the huge variety that's been created to make these imaginary worlds feel real and lived in. This week's guest elevates the humble theme park hot dog to a veritable art form. Let's welcome James from the Instagram page Hot Dogs at Disney into the studio. Hey, there. hey James. <laughs> hey, gang. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So I guess the very first question that needs to be covered is why hot dogs? <laughs> Or maybe first, before that thought was, what the hell? That's, yeah, so maybe why hot dogs and what do you do on your page? Well, but, uh, I kind of question my account every single time I go to the parks <laughs> and get content for it. So I'm, I'm right there with you on what the hell. But it's, it's been, it's two years and a few months that I've been doing this for. And uh, I don't know what, you know, I've been asked this before and I still don't have a good answer. You know, it's, <laughs> I guess the, it was born from... My girlfriend got us annual passes one year uh, to Disney. You know, it was like, a you know, as someone who very rarely got a chance to go because it's so expensive, it felt like, you know, I felt like uh, Charlie and, and Willy Wonka, like I had the keys to the chocolate factory or something like that. You know, after going a few times, I was like, I kind of, I want to do something creative with this. Like, I want to put this to good use. And for whatever reason... I was like, okay, I'm going to take photos of hot dogs on rides. And I don't know, I can't explain to you guys where the idea came from. It was just, you're going to do this with your life for the next uh, few years. And I started doing it and I did it mainly to make my girlfriend laugh. And I thought a few of my friends might think it was funny. And then for whatever reason, you know, I'm, you know, I'm at 7,000 something followers now, which is the most rewarding thing to me in the entire world because it's so dumb. It's so dumb, but it's, <laughs> I don't know. People seem to get the gag. I'm trying to be quirky and irreverent and whatnot. There's so much Disney content out there. There's so many Instagram accounts. Everyone does all this stuff. I'm just trying to put my own kind of weird spin on it and try to, you know, have a different perspective on the theme parks. Yeah, this is exactly my kind of weird. <laughs> I love this thing. Doesn't hurt anybody. It's just weird. And it's not over. It's not so weird as to be unapproachable. It's just a weird concept. And it's just 
Hilarious. And it's much better than looking at yet another twirling, ear-wearing girl on Instagram. <laughs> Amen. I need to be at the, the Wilderness Lodge the day after tomorrow, and I'm going to be really disappointed when this wreath doesn't have a hot dog in it. That'd be as fun. Oh, that's my favorite resort. You could put one in. <laughs> yeah. I think I've used that line. May I put my hot dog in your wreath? <laughs> yeah, I, did. I didn't ask for permission on that one, but maybe Uh-oh. maybe I should. Nah. No, because no, they'd say no. I was going to say the Grand Floridian staircase. Yeah. Just a hot dog. I've been busted a couple times, but uh, I haven't been uh, kicked out of Disney yet, thankfully. Yeah, have they ever said anything to you about? Oh my gosh, this this one of the fiftieth statues. Yeah, it was one of the fiftieth <laughs> statues that I got busted on. Yeah, I think. That, oh, was it? Yeah. Was it the, I'm looking at Edna Mode it's right exactly now, holding one. a hot dog. So uh, I had to reach over the railing and put the hot dog on her hand. Right. And then this cast member came up to me like immediately afterwards and was like, you know, as serious as you could possibly be. I felt like, you know, the principal in high school was talking to me and (laughs) said, sir, could you please remove your hot dog from the statue? Get your wiener out of Edna Moon's head. I managed to get uh, pop off that one photo right before I I got uh, nailed. But I I know I'm proud of that one. It almost looks like it's photoshopped in there. It's like, yeah. it's so perfect. It's just me. Yep. No master darling. And for our listeners who haven't checked out your Instagram yet, you're bringing these hot dogs in with you. You're not buying them there. Yeah, you know. For so you're about, going through security with a bag of hot dogs? There's two answers there. For about the first year I did it, I was very strict about, I'm going to buy a hot dog there and use a Disney hot dog. Like it was okay. like a moral code or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then after COVID, then you went broke. You that too. But <laughs> after COVID hit, it was hard to find a hot dog anywhere. Like they closed down a lot of oh, hot yeah. dog stands, oh, and so it was kind of uh, a necessity. Like I just had to start bringing my own in. And then it's easier because when I buy a, you know, if I'm at, home, I can't even explain how much time I spend like picking out the perfect <laughs> bun and the perfect hot dog. <laughs> Brandon, my favorite. You know, I like Salins and Stallmeyer are my favorites. Nathan's are good. But hmm. in terms of photos, I go old school with the Oscar Mayer because they just <laughs> photograph better. Like good hot dogs, good quality hot dogs don't have all the nitrates and all the garbage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the <laughs> color is a little. So I need a nice. Yeah, I was thinking maybe a ballpark would be good. Yeah. yeah. Plump when you cook them. Yeah. I need it. Yeah. So the. It's like the more additives in it, the the better they photograph. Yeah. Do you cook them before you from the chemicals. head out? <laughs> Yeah, do you, you cook them before you head out to the parks? And yeah, and zap them in the microwave ready. for a few yeah. seconds just to kind of bring out the, the color a little bit. And then, you know. And do you bring them already in the bun or do you prepare them there? Them <laughs> no, there? I pre bun them because, yeah. Like, I'm not an amateur, Jeff. Yeah, what are you talking about, man? Come on. No, I, yeah, I set them up like I, you know, I get the perfect dog and the perfect bun and make sure they, they look good, 360 and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, they're like my, my like my models. You know, it's like, it. like the Victoria's Secret uh, fashion show, except with hot dogs. Yeah, I like this uh, potato land shot of the hot dog on the potato. So, are you a particularly big fan of hot dogs in real life, or is this just it's just uh, the funniest food? Yeah, it's just the funniest food. It is a well, funny kind of both. I always loved hot dogs growing up, and I just dig hot dogs. I really do enjoy them a lot. I do love a hot dog. But you know, it, I wouldn't say yeah, it's my do. favorite. I wouldn't say it's my favorite food. And it, yeah, you're you kind of nailed it. It's just a funny food, like, and it's just uh, sort of an everyman sort of thing. And it's, it's you know, right? Be you a rich man or be you a poor man. Everyone loves a hot dog. We love hot dogs. A great equalizer. Humble, 
That's food. The humble American hot dog. Yeah. 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 Uh, but if I did like hamburgers at Disney, it wouldn't be quite as funny. There's something like something yeah, kind of silly and goofy about a, a hot dog. Also, the fact to me that it's undressed is funny. It's just yes. like, a, I don't know, I'm just a naked wiener. So it's funny. <laughs> the color is perfect. Did you think about other foods or try other foods just for a goof before you settled in a hot dog? Not or? at all. It was just, it was like divine. Just, just thought. Yeah. Just cake. <laughs> came down from the heavens that you are going to take uh, photos of hot dogs and that's it. Do you ever, do you ever get weird looks from security when you're headed through with your hot dogs? You know, what's funny is I take all sorts of props and random stuff in, like, I smuggled a pumpkin in one time for Halloween and uh, like a little miniature Christmas tree and all sorts of stuff. That's the stuff they care about. Like I, one time I brought in like 48 hot dogs and like, it was like actually 48 hot dogs and didn't bat an eye on that, but they, they questioned me about what, what my Christmas tree was. And what did your, what was your answer? I was like, oh, you know, it's um, taking photos. It, this is going to be my holiday card. Uh, right. uh, you quote them the Air Bud Claws. <laughs> I've read the bylaws. I've, you know, it's funny. When I first got this idea, I actually went on the Disney website and I was reading all of the rules of what you can and can't bring into the parks. And yeah, there's nothing about bringing in, you know, an egregious amount of house. pumpkin or Christmas tree. Well, or uh, any food. Jeff and I once observed a gentleman. Basically brought in a whole taco bar in his backpack. Yeah. It was <laughs> yeah, it was extreme. crazy. His entire backpack had large Tupperware things, yes. multiple of them. Of he had tortillas and he had a thing of beef that had been carrying around in, in his, his backpack. backpack. For, that was alarming. But cheese and sour cream, the whole thing got everything out and made two giant like soft tacos or burritos while his family was eating it. This was at Disneyland, and he they were eating at the whatever that lunching pad places mm-hmm. there near the Jedi training at Disneyland in Tomorrowland. We were just fascinated. This guy made two enormous I couldn't stop watching. fully dressed things. Took him 20 minutes to build these things. While his family was eating quick service from just like burgers and stuff, but he brought his whole taco fixings and then put it all back in his backpack and presumably <laughs> walked around the rest of the day with Sour cream and guacamole yeah, in his a, backpack. The ground beef was alarming and the for me. beef, yeah, it was so and The sour cream is the real problem, though, right? Yeah, like, that's, that's gonna even smell bad. Yeah, you don't want it's already. Sp- yeah. You don't want to be carrying around dairy in your backpack uh, all day long. Yeah, but I guess he was just determined that not only was he not going to eat theme park food, but he wasn't just going to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But of course, that was California. Yes. <laughs> This is healthy, dude. I'm sure <laughs> it was all organic. Spoiled. Do you <laughs> like the hot dogs at Disney parks? Yeah, there's good and bad ones. Casey's Corner yeah. does a good one. BB Wolf's over at uh, Disney Springs is probably like... We about yeah, trying that one. Yeah, if you want like yeah. a legit, like really good, like gourmet hot dog. They're, they have all different sausages and all, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep seeing that place after I've already eaten somewhere. I never remember to go there or the crepe place. Oh, it's yes. awesome. I have the menu up uh, right here. Yeah, they've got... And I love that it's the Big Bad Wolf's pork hot dogs. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's got sadistic and gross. It really I is. love it. Yeah, they have dogs topped with apple salsa, Spam, Ooh. Uh, pastrami. They've got... Yeah, this one I'm in. Yeah. Yum. Oh. They have a good chili dog there. Those are good to eat, but they don't photograph well. No. 
No. No. <laughs> or transfer them without it either. Let's see. Oh, so you bring your hot dogs all over the parks, but you do have one particular special love, a uh, place that you particularly like to take pictures of the hot dogs you know, that, on, on the people mover. Yeah, I kind of, the best days I have are where I just kind of bring a couple hot dogs in the park and wander around and just kind of mm-hmm. see what, you know, I try to find weird little spots in the parks where, you know, people kind of just walk past or don't notice. But the one thing I always do is the people mover. And uh, yeah, that's my my second account is hot dogs on the people mover, which is dedicated solely to taking photos of hot dogs <laughs> on the people. <laughs> and what I love about that account is so the people mover, like it put literally puts me in a box, right? Like you, there's only so many different angles and so many different photos you can take of a hot dog on the people mover. So every single time it's like it's a challenge. And uh, to to come up with something creative or, you know, find a new way to take a photo of a hot dog on the people. And yeah, you know, after two plus years, I'm still still getting, you know, finding ways to do that. But yeah, it's my, you know, first off, it's my favorite ride uh, in the park. I can't even tell you why. Like ever since I was a kid, it's my, my number one favorite ride. And it feels like you're getting away with something on there. It's a cool things you feel like you're not supposed to see. Especially when you go inside, of course, through the mm-hmm. Space Mountain. Feels like you're sneaking. I think that's why I like it. Always a good vantage point. Yeah, and that dusty, gross little model of Epcot is <laughs> always good, too. Yeah. I'm sure the last year or so, people have really enjoyed um, glimpses of the Tron coaster with hot dogs in front of them. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's Every time I go on that thing, I, I expect a little bit more progress, but it's still like it's taking forever. And I, th- I heard it's getting yeah. pushed push back to 2023. I don't know if that rumor is actually true or not. So It wouldn't shock me. No, no. They didn't really say. They said when they said Guardians 22, and that's as far as they got. But they, they didn't really right. say it. Deep. It looks very slow. Yeah, I drove by. I was on the monorail from Magic Kingdom to Epcot uh, a couple days ago. And it takes you right by the uh, Guardians uh, coaster. And it still looks mm-hmm. like it's a mess. There's still construction stuff and dust and whatnot everywhere so we'll see how that they jeff doll said he wrote it testing. and it's yeah. awesome oh really yeah mm-hmm. so apparently they finished research. the inside so they can be ride testing it while mm-hmm. they finish up the outside or lobby or queue oh, or whatever great great and maybe they're still working on the screens and the effects but the ride system itself is going and people are riding it oh awesome i can't wait for that yes that could be a whole new place for hot dogs <laughs> yeah i can't wait to see the photos yeah hot dogs in outer space will be a first with all the, there's plenty of attractions that you really could like dial down just to that. Just have another page that's just hot dogs and <laughs> yeah. space two twenty and the guardians yeah. and yep. space mountain and just everywhere. Yeah, uh, I don't know how. I we'd... see uh, hot dogs at Universal. Is that you as well? That's me. I haven't done anything with that page yet. Like I just kind of yeah. I just I just saw it. its existence and I looked and I see Jess Law yeah. follows it, so I assume that was you. And I've got hot dogs. Yet. Hot dogs in Orlando. That's a thing. Uh, that one's actually up and running. I have corn dogs at Disney. That's even more <laughs> granular. That one's tough though because you can only get corn dogs at a couple places. So yeah, yeah. Have you been out to Disneyland, the corn dog mecca? No, you know I went as a kid. I haven't been as an adult. Oh. That's where the corn dog actually corn dogs is. Yeah. Corn dogs and churros everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. We can't get a corn dog or a churro going at Disney World. Mm-hmm. Dog Disneyland. nugget. I but say not we as if corn dogs. that's my park somehow. <laughs> no, Disneyland, you know, I was going to do it this year, but then, you know, COVID and all, all that nonsense. What's COVID? I, mean, yeah, I haven't I'm, heard of it. <laughs> but uh, hopefully next year I can make it out there. Yeah. 
Hopefully, some of us can make it out there next year. Too. Yes, I hope so. Goodbye, I hope so. We're, we're going. <laughs> so hopefully. Yeah. All right. It's happening, Dan. So then those other accounts kind of lead this to this other question I was curious about. Sure. When you're out visiting other spots around the world, maybe if you take a trip to, say, the Grand Canyon or New York City or... Are you bringing the hot dogs with you to be your avatar on those dogs adventures? Dogs in also? Antarctica, I like oh, it. Oh man, you know I have it. Oh, we can have a field reporter that can yeah. help. Yeah. So my, uh, I'm actually, you know, I'm from England, and my that is going to be my next big trip is going back to England to visit my family probably in the spring of uh, 2023. Well, I recognize your English accent. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I moved over here before my accent kicked in, which my girlfriend laments yeah, yeah for sure okay yeah, you're not nearly as sexy as you could be no not at all <laughs> but uh, anyway yeah so i'm contemplating what to do over there uh, you know hot dogs yes. are native that's not really a thing they do love mm-hmm. their sausages that's though true. so i might have to pack a separate suitcase just full of buns and uh, bring, bring, yes. bring those. <laughs> yeah just bring the buns and put bangers and mash in a bun yeah. bangers at buckingham palace exactly yeah yeah no definitely they'll be following on my following me on my adventures and all my friends and family just kind of learned to accept that wherever i go like you know be hot dogs. i'll go to the mall <laughs> or i'll go out to you know the grocery store most of the time i'm hot dog with the grocery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i've learned that you know i'll just see something i'll be like oh man i wish i had a hot dog to put on that pineapple <laughs> or like you know, that, you, you know what you need is a really good quality Fake hot dog that you yeah. can just always have <laughs> for emergencies in, in the car yeah. or in your traveling bag. Or... Yeah, I'll, I'll get in touch with ILM or right. some effects studio to make me a, a realistic hot dog. Maybe Jess can 3D print you a yeah. nice there you, go. there you go. There you go. Can we talk about some food around the Disney parks then? Yeah, I think so we if you never talk eat about hot right? dogs or photograph hot dogs. Do you have favorite? snacking yeah you know i gotta tell you guys real quick it's really you know i went a long time i grew up a big disney fan i always loved disney and then i moved to orlando and then i was too broke to go to disney you know because i was in college and all that that kind of stuff so i missed out on a a lot of years of park stuff Uh, what got me back into disney as a grown-up was the food and you Mm -hmm. become such a big you know i love the rides and everything but i like just going over there to hang out and try different food and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, you get the resort, the parks, the festivals, like there's some really great stuff uh, over there. So that I'm glad we're talking about this stuff today because yeah. The- Sounds a lot like the way we do the parks. Now. Yeah. Drinking. And yeah. Eating. Don't worry about the rides and the genie and the, how long the, I'm just, I've go there often enough. I'm just there to eat and drink booze. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the beauty of being uh, local and having an annual pass is, you know, we can, you know, I'll, I'll get off of work and just go over there for dinner, maybe ride one thing and then come home and, you know, feel very spoiled and very lucky that way. Yeah. You, you get to actually treat it like a park. Yeah. Instead of. Yes. Yeah. Not a vacation destination. Vacation. Yeah. Treat it like the California people treat the Disneyland. It's like a gigantic food court or something like that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> World's most expensive food court. Yeah. Are you a snack guy or are you a meal guy? You know, I don't like sweets too much. I'm, I've never been a, a sweets person, so I, I don't, I'm not big on Me snacky stuff, but I like the big, you know, I like the sit down restaurants, but the most, you know, because that way I can sit and relax and you're kind of away from the noise of the parks and all the crowds and everything. You can kind of take a breather. But lately I've been trying to go through all of the quick serves. That's kind of been on my list because I feel like it's a area of expertise that I I haven't had so much. Like I, there's a few places that I go 
and have always gone to, but I've been trying to branch out uh, a lot more lately. So I've been uh, running down the list of all the, you know, kind of classic quick serves and some of the more interesting ones. And I've been having a really great time uh, doing that the uh, these past few months. There is certainly a lot of them to get to. How far along on the list are you? Oh, man. Let me see. I did. You're doing it alphabetically, yeah, right? Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe 30% of them I'm, I'm through. But uh, yeah, 30%. Uh, but I don't know if I've had 30% of them. I don't do a lot of yeah. quick service. I snack and then I have sit-down meals. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it more lately since I've been to the park so much during the holidays. And usually it's a one-off, like just be me by myself. Uh, so I'll grab something, you know, quick then. But if, it, you know, if I'm going with friends or, you know, my girlfriend or anything like that, you know, it's uh, always a sit-down uh, thing. But yeah, I found some really cool stuff. And uh, things that I've been disappointed in and things I've loved and things that were underwhelming and, you know, a whole big mix of stuff. What's your favorite? I would say hands down. And yeah, this is very biased, but I'd say the Yorkshire County Fish and Chips at Epcot. That's a good one. I think that's legit the best actual quick serve, like in terms of food quality. It gets a, you have to like fish and chips because that's all they serve. You can get one thing from that place, but right. they do that one thing really well. And uh, yeah, it's kind of my favorite. Like I've gone to Epcot before and gotten the fish and chips and then taken it home with me. That's how much, like at the end of the night, it'll be the last thing I do is I'll get the fish and chips and then walk to my car and take it home for, for dinner. Uh, I like it that but much. don't the fries don't travel well. They get a little soggy. It's uh kind of the way that it is with fish and chips though okay, authentic put the malt ones. vinegar on there yeah soggy. yeah you put them in you the wrap oven. them up in the paper and and take it all home when you uh, yeah that was the idea they were yeah. it was portable food yeah, yeah. And it's something about it, having disney food at home on the couch while you're watching tv, TV <laughs> that is like pretty that. good yeah. yeah that would be i've never gotten to do that <laughs> yeah that's, that's the cool. joy of being a local you know, don't eat that's a lot of a great from, spot it's a yeah. it's a the fish is good. You get a good amount of mm-hmm. it, and it's a it's a great price too. I've so, never gone there. You, it's good. You should. If I'm in the World Showcase here, I go for the bratwurst in Germany. Yeah, those are that really is good. a good like one. That. Yep. Have you it's tried the new? It's a great value new, for what it is too. It's true. Have you tried the new crepes window in in France, back by Ratatouille? Yeah, yeah. I, I got a pass holder preview for Ratatouille. And yeah. was able to go try the uh, crepery. Yeah, it's awesome. Like it's good. really very super, authentic. Super I think really it might good. be hit or miss. We yeah. Heather and I went and we loved it. And then I've seen pictures and heard of other people that got very, very overcooked ones. Yeah. Ours mm, were perfect. We tried all of the savory ones yeah. and the sweet ones. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you know, I kind of caught it during a you know time when there weren't a lot of people there. I, don't, I haven't been since it actually has opened. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, I, and you know what. The problem with that area is it's so tiny back there. It is crowded. Can and a crowded dead end. Yeah, and yeah. a dead end. So I can imagine, like, I can't imagine what the lines must be like now yeah. and, like, uh, the quality. I have this week to, for the sit-down part, and I'm looking forward to that because the menu is a little bit, there's even more variety of on the menu in the sit-down area. Yeah, that looks really, really good. To trying. You know, until we walked into the sit-down area, and I should know this, it's what we do for a living, but I did not realize until you and I saw people in there that there even was a sit-down mm-hmm. area. I thought it was just going to be the window. So that was a delightful surprise. Best of both worlds. Yeah, it kind of is. And it's the, you can get some of the same crepes from the window, but not all of them. A little, few more inside. A few more varieties. Dan, what say you on snackage? Since we've been talking about World Showcase stuff, it, 
was making me think of something that uh, came to mind when we were there in November is that for as much as we laugh about the number of festivals at Epcot and how it's always festival time, I, the more I think about it, like that's perfect because the best possible experience in my mind for eating at Epcot is actually hitting up a bunch of those festival booths. Mm-hmm. The portions yeah. are good, a cheap meal. When you think most of those portions are like four to $6, right? Yeah. For a lot of the stuff. And it's like, there's some more expensive things, but like, Food and wine, you can get a bunch of stuff for around six. Oh, yeah. Yep. You get up a bunch of these different booths. You get a whole wide variety of stuff. And it's filling. It's Most of it's delicious. It's interesting. More interesting yeah. than... I like all the festivals. covered yeah. with cheese, you know? So, okay, but fun. I love the tot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank cheese. you. Yes. But, Thank you. you know, a little variety is nice, too. And these lunchbox tachos are delicious. Oh, I will fight you. Mm-hmm. But what better way to showcase the world in those countries than little tastes of all it's their different their foods? their food, yeah. It makes sense. We do give it a lot of shit for being a festival time all the time, but it, that's really kind of I, what I the whole the thing festivals. is. It's a showcase yeah. of little countries. Which is Not why they need countries. a couple more festivals so that it is actually festivals. <laughs> as all festivals all the time. So that I can have the but, festival booths to snack yes. in. I, before the pandemic, there were literally only three months that there was not a festival. And I think they, they went, have filled those in now. That was the right? late summer. And so now they started this year, they filled it in. There was, yeah, there's only yeah. a couple of weeks here and there Food where they set up a new one. It started in July, I think. And they kept Flower and Garden going through June. It, it and then, just, yeah, Flower and Garden, then there was nothing. Then there was, or no. Arts, arts is in June. Wine, then yeah. holidays, then right back to. Yeah. I'm really disappointed that when we're down there in February, where they're right at the end of art. And so we're in that short window. Oh, no. And before Flower, Flower and Garden. Garden. Like, oh, what a festival. Oh, that's <laughs> a shame. Yeah, but, you know, it's funny. Festival of the Arts has actually turned into my favorite of all of them, you know? I love that one. Yeah. Mine, too. Yeah, it's really creative. It's really unique. Like, I love food and wine. It's a classic. You know, I won't dump on that. But yeah, uh, Festival of the Arts, I think, is so interesting. And uh, the food choices, they take a few more risks. They try, yes. yeah, yeah. So take it, and you get a lot of the Instagrammable food, but somehow it's usually still really good. Yeah, yeah. And I love all the seeing all the artists, and there's. I'm a big fan of Disney art. We have a lot of it. I'm looking right here at piece I bought from Heatherbot. If I'm being real, but anyway, <laughs> that I have from the couple of Festival of the Arts ago. But I love that you get to meet the artists. And one time I was making fun of a ridiculous piece of art I thought was stupid, and then realized I was. Fully within earshot of the artist, and (laughs) I have learned a lesson not to trash talk because someone loves it, and it's also subjective. So whatever I like, people don't have to like. And it's usually the best weather down here, too, for Festival of the Arts. That is one of my favorites because of that. It's not super hot. Yeah, I was at Festival of the Holidays uh, last week. And what what was that, the third week of December? You guys are having a heat wave. Yeah, yeah. I sweated like crazy. I was like, yeah, it was like uh, I was in the Amazon or something like that. It was uh, just nasty. Not in December, please. No, and all the Christmas decorations were up and I was trying to get melting hot dog put up in front of the tree and like, yeah, just looking like I took a shower. Did did your hot dog get a little limp? (laughs) You know what's funny? This is a little behind the scenes or behind the weeds, as I like to, (laughs) when I'm holding hot dogs. And I'm out in the sun all day. They actually cook more. 
So I keep having to rotate them because they get like super red and crispy. They're getting roasted by the sun. Exactly. So I have to rotate the hot dogs so they they look fresh. That's hysterical. But How do you do that when you've got 48 hot dogs with you? Do you have an assistant with you? That'd be like, yeah, yeah, as a hot dog fluffer. I could use one of those, actually. We all could. Yeah, accepting <laughs> applications. Uh, no, but, uh, no, 48 hot dogs, but that, that's, uh, you know, that's a once a year kind of thing. And usually for uh, National Hot Dog Day, I'll bring a ton in and do some elaborate, stupid thing. But yeah, generally it's like about three wieners per trip to bring in. <laughs> that's a good amount. Sounds like one of Heather's trips. Thank you for that. That was lovely. <laughs> Should we move on to another park? <laughs> sure. Or should we talk about uh, pick a park, any park? Let's like Magic Kingdom. What's what's your favorite spot around Magic Kingdom? That's the one that's got the most misses, isn't it? Yeah. For me, it Magic is. Kingdom is always the sweet stuff, and I love Dole Whip and Citrus Swirl. Yep. Beyond that, I, there's that Cheshire Cat thing that mm-hmm. I like. It's also sweet. I like the oh, cheeseburger spring roll cart. Those oh, are I had that for the first time in November. I didn't get the cheeseburger one though. I had they had a special for the fiftieth, the, the pastrami uh-huh. one. It was, oh man, it was good. It was I like haven't tried of, the pastrami of salt one. In that one. Yeah. That's true, but it was delicious. I haven't tried that one, but the cheeseburger is a classic and I love it. Yeah, I have to agree with Jeff. James, what do you get? Yeah, the you know, I, like I said, I'm not really a sweet person, but Magic Kingdom has the best sweets. I think maybe the Dole Whip is the best thing to eat mm. in the entire park. You yes. know, the the quick serve options are just kind of. <laughs> Dan does not agree. Not good. <laughs> Dan's a good whip hater. I'm a, I'm a citrus a swirl uh, acolyte. I love them both, but I and I'll give, give the edge to the. I'll say, you know, legit, unlike the, no joke, Casey's Corner is probably the best quick serve at Magic Kingdom. Pecos, they have great fries in addition to the good hot dogs. Yeah, Pecos Bill is pretty good. But everything else is just horrendous. Like, I, I don't mean yes. any offense to people who like Magic Kingdom food, but like... No, it's all garbage. Oh, it's yeah, terrible. Yeah, I think so, too. It's terrible. Other than Skipper Canteen, yeah. Skipper Canteen, all the yeah. restaurants are bad. No, Jungle Skipper is great. Like, that's actually a favorite of my one of my favorite sit-downs. But yeah, the lunching pad, I would say, you know, I was trying to... I, was, I came up with a list of my, like, actual least favorite, you know, spots. In all the parks, the lunching pad is hands down the actual worst food in Disney, I think. It's like... It's been in there, except I don't even know what they have there. We stop there for, like, if we wanted to pick up a bottle of water or something. It's the thing that's under the Astro Orbiter. It's under, yeah, the Astro Orbiter and the people. I've never eaten So it's like Cosmic Ray's. Except like Cosmic Ray's cast-offs. It's the food that they bust over from Cosmic Ray's that's like a little too old to, to sell. They probably yeah, actually they do. Different windows for different categories of things around everything. Uh, I like Cosmic Ray's. I think they have some yeah. soft serve there. But yeah, lunching pad, her- horrendous. But Cosmic Ray's is pretty much awful too. Yeah, but... I like the guy. I like the entertainment Dan, part of it. Again. I, want, I want to love it because it's sunny. Sunny but. eclipse. Yeah. yeah. I like the other is thing is, bad. it's like a food court. When my dad mm-hmm. used to hate taking the family to the food court, and now I hate Cosmic Rays for the same thing. Because my wife wants one thing. I want one thing. My son wants another. Like, we got to go line up in three places. It's stupid. So I tried Cosmic Rays for the first time in my entire life back in November. And I was like, you know, like I said, I'm going down the list of all the quick serves. And I got a hamburger, and it just tasted like I don't know what kind of meat it was. Like it was like <laughs> like a it, it's the same patty they use at the Charisma Resorts. Yeah, was, yeah. I don't know if it was, it was 
It's like gators from the the lake or you know, <laughs> mouse burgers or something like that. But yeah, it was nasty. The funniest part about my cosmic rays experience is I was leaving and uh, they had a sign on the wall. You know where they say, you know, at restaurants, they say maximum occupancy, right? Cosmic rays maximum <laughs> occupancy is over 1,100 people. Ugh, that wow. Some, yeah. Oh, thank you. It's like hell. Where and where do they all yeah. go? Because that room exactly is not that big. No, no. that's eleven hundred. I mean, I think I've been in there with eleven hundred people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think the only reason that place is so popular is because for so long that was on everybody's tip list for a cheap Disney trip mm-hmm. is go there and get the chicken dinner and split it amongst yeah. people. Yeah. And I get that people have kids and kids are picky and kids just want a, a burger and some chicken nuggets and you don't want to spend all, you know, you don't want to take them to the California grill. Every place has some version of kid food though. It's yeah, Disney. But it's yeah. like, it's especially bad. I agree. Yeah, I do. I love Casey's and I hear that. What's the thing across the street, the plaza? Cafe. I was here. That's good. I've never set foot in there, actually. It's not bad. Yeah. It's um, nothing to write home about, but it's not bad. Can, is Be Our Guest Lunch quick service anymore? Ooh. I Any mean, really was. I think it is it now. Kind of. It's table serve. Like you order it at the front and then they wheel it yeah. out to you on a cart. Yeah. 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 They use that vibrating rose to identify your table. They follow you to the vibrating rose. (laughs) Yes. Like it was originally supposed to be quick serve, but then it was so popular that they made you get a reservation for a quick serve. So it didn't really feel like a quick serve. I don't know. And then they got rid of the pork shank next door. So what's oh, the that's a travesty. That. that was the greatest, not only thing to eat, but pork value on property. That was snack a, credit. a snack credit that was like a fiend 50 pork shank. It was great. No wonder they removed it, but that thing yeah. was good. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It was so good, though. It's a travesty. Animal Kingdom, they have good quick serve options. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'd say Satilli Canteen. Uh, that, yes. That's that's my favorite. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. yeah, I like that. And that's the same reason one of my picks at Hollywood Studios is because it's like, it's right on the line between, it's like a quick serve, but the quality of the food and the environment is more like sitting down at a table service restaurant. It's themed and it's cool and the food is designed and prepared. It's Instagram worthy, but it also yeah. tastes good. Yeah, they put some real thought into that place in terms of like, you know, the quality of the food and the presentation and all that. And the theming, like you said, you know, I think that's something that, you know, maybe people don't think about when they're booking their trips, but something like, you know, Pinocchio's Village House, it's garbage food, but it's I really like it in that place, you know. It's cool looking. Yeah, sure. yeah, especially the upstairs. But yes, yeah, Tilly Canteen is a perfect blend of theming and uh, quality of the food, relatively inexpensive and and fast. Like, I think it's just kind of hits all the marks in terms of what you want from a, a quick yeah. serve. Yeah, it's uh, that's my favorite spot there. I do like the, uh, what's the barbecue spot? Flame tree. Flame is great. Yeah, stuff. Very that's, good. That's, del- that's a great view down there. You get down by the water and you time it, you can catch a kite crashing into the place. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, a show. What is the Asian place? There's a sit-down side and a quick oh, service. Oh, Yak and Yeti is great. And the, the takeout awesome. window is, yeah, so good. It's, you it's know, it's wedding. typical. That's the place to go eat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> a little court outside. Actually, I like uh, to get a boozy Dole Whip at Tamu in the Oh, Animal that's Kingdom. a good choice. You know, you add booze to a Dole Whip, and I'm just here for it. That's right. I don't care what kind of... You could pour a Miller Lite over a Dole Whip. Oh, no. No. Maybe not that. <laughs> Maybe we need to hold an intervention now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fine. I have to be honest. Uh, I've used up my two spots that I've actually eaten at Animal Kingdom. 
quick serve or table service. Uh, Harambe uh, area food court thing yeah. is really good too. You know what? It's kind Ooh. of a food truck type mm-hmm. vibe I'm gonna, back in there. I ate at Harambe last week and I'd heard a lot of good things about it. I was severely underwhelmed. With, oh no! With I got to tell you guys, I'm sorry to to disagree. Which window? What would you get? They've only got one window now. Well, that's the problem. Yeah, so they've got yep. one window, and they just do rice bowls. So it's a rice bowl with chicken, oh. a rice bowl oh, with man. a vegan sauce, rice bowl oh, with no. some ribs. COVID they, has killed everything. Yeah, good. yeah, and man, because of that's one too bad. Window lines yeah. were yeah. awful. No, that was the fun of it. It was different selections yes. in each of yeah. those little. Areas around there. Yeah, and I was pumped to go to it, but now it's just, uh, yeah, it's one window, really truncated menu. And just, that's unfortunate. After hearing so many uh, good things about it, yeah, just very, very disappointed with the experience. So hopefully they can get that back up and running the way it used to be. He was, you were so disappointed you had to eat your hot dog. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm eating my prop. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> no, you don't. After spending a day in the parks with uh, these hot dogs and putting them on all these different surfaces, the, the uh, last no, thing there's I should, no eating it. No, that, <laughs> now for my COVID dog. No, I'd, Ew, I'd rather gross. eat. Uh, I'd rather eat uh, cosmic rays and. Uh, and oh, my, I don't something. know. I don't know. That's a toss <laughs> up. Hollywood Studios. Ronto roasters for me. Oh, Those yeah. Ronto wraps. That yeah, that oh. that thing is weird, but so again good. with the theming and the quality and everything is right on. Yeah, and it yeah, has it sounds, like three kinds of pork in it. Yeah, it's, 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 what is it? it's a sausage and a slice of yeah pork and then ca- I don't even remember. And then what some it kind good. of slaw. Yeah, it's cabbage so slaw good. and then some. It's like a dressing on top. Yes. Yeah, well, space ranch. Yeah, I I, I love that. It's, I, that I was pleasantly surprised when you just read the description. It's like I don't know about this, but it's no, but it's just it works delightful. especially in the setting. And then that too, the other spot that I was mentioned was Docking Bay Seven. It's yes, right on that line between it's quick tip serve, tip but it gives you, yeah, it gives you the tip yip mm, a little bit deeper the experience yip. there. Yeah, yeah, I tried the tip yip just to see how it feels, and I liked it. It was good. It was good. Yeah, I completely agree with you guys. It, I had uh, on my list Docking Bay 7 slash Ronto Roasters. Docking Bay 7 does do the Ronto wrap, so you can get it in there, which is great, but it's, it's mm, kind of a... And it's air-conditioned. Yeah, it's kind of a mirror image mm-hmm. of Satouli Canteen. You know, it kind of does, it serves the... has the same kind of thing with the theming and the quality of the food. It's like both of those places are just rock stars in terms of uh, quick serve. Yeah, I love Docking Bay 7 so much. And the, the they've got a really good plant-based option, too. I go to the parks with people who are uh, vegetarian and vegan, and they've got these vegan meatballs. They're, like, ridiculously good. They come with some hummus and, and all that. Ooh. And, uh, and Docking Bay 7? Yeah, yeah, really good. I also like Andy's Lunchbox. It's, mm-hmm. it, they have some great stuff on that menu. If they There's had sh- more shade or an indoor part, I would love yeah, it. I, I do, am always I, just... It's so uncomfortable hot right there. Food out there. The whole area yeah. is just too sunny. Yeah. But they're homemade Pop Tarts for breakfast and those tachos. I agree the with you. Uh, yeah. Woody's Lunchbox was uh, number two on my list for uh, Hollywood Studios. I think that's an example of good kids' food. You know, you're, yeah. we were talking about like, you know, having, you know, having to make sacrifices so your kids will eat something. But like, yeah, the Lunchbox, like, that's like good quality kids' food that is approachable and accessible but still mm-hmm. like uh good quality yeah i had the i was i i ate there in november also and i tried for the first time the the barbecue brisket melt it's like that is good we went right at grand opening and we we didn't get to hit the breakfast but we went at lunch 
And because we were covering it for our website and everything, we ordered literally everything on the menu and just got it all out there to take pictures and all and ate it. Every, every single thing we tried was delish. You know, it's a great spot too. If you like, this is like quick serve, uh, is baseline tap house. They don't have oh, a whole yes. lot of stuff there, but I think they, they do a pretzel. I've got the menu up here. They got, uh, do a Bavarian pretzel with beer cheese fondue. They do a coffee rubbed ribeye rib beef puff. They do a cheese and charcuterie plate. And then they do their charcuterie is good. It's really good. It's only honestly that pretzel I like better than the one in the Germany at Epcot. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. And then they got great beers. It's nice mm-hmm. little kind of quiet out of the way spot. And yeah, so I, I stop by there almost every time I'm at the studios. We did an episode a while back on people watching, and that was like the spot for all of us to just watch because you got that whole corner to watch everything go down and watch all the Star Wars nerds come out of Galaxy's Edge and then all the dads that are so sad that they're broke now. And, <laughs> yeah, I think I saw a divorce last time I was at uh, Baseline, you know. Godspeed to her in a show. Godspeed to that family. But wish wish <laughs> them the best. But yeah, I agree with you on the people watching. You see, yeah, it's a sort of a meeting. And it's not exactly quick service. It is a sit down, but it, you don't have to have a res or anything. But the little patio version of the Brown Derby is great. Mm-hmm. Sit in there. It's shady. It's a nice, also people watching spot, and you can get that little cob salad. Good stuff. Yeah, I've fallen in love, you know, to to switch to table service for a second. I've fallen in love with the Brown Derby over the last year. Like, it's become like a must-do for me. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll just, I'll make a dinner reservation and just go to the park just for that and then head home. I it's like easy, that. too. can really pop in there and out pretty quickly at Hollywood Studios. Yeah, anything on the main strip there is so easy. Every, You know, it's funny. Every time I go to Hollywood Studios, I forget how small it is. The number of times I've been there, you know. I'm starting to realize as we talk about this, I'm starting to wonder where I actually eat or when I actually eat. I think you don't. Parks. Yeah. No, because, You're a ride warrior because you only go once a year. Yeah, at best. So it's like I don't prioritize. I, I guess I must do a lot of snacking or something. And you're a dad of young kids, so you're That's on a whole different timeline, too. Yeah. But maybe we can remedy that. Yeah, we're Get rid of all your kids. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll take we're you going, to some places. <laughs> we're going kid-free in, in February, so we've yeah. got some plans for some quite a bit of dining adventures, actually. So That's the best kind of adventure at Disney World. Yeah, we're looking forward. Second best. Yes, that's true. I don't want to know what the first is. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was waiting to hear what the end of it. it was naughty. <laughs> I figured. It was either naughty or it's going to be a drinking adventure. So. <laughs> and maybe both. Or both, yeah. yeah oh, one could lead to the other. Fingers crossed, knock on wood. I mean, we've covered the parks pretty thoroughly. Other spots, Disney Springs, mm. uh, resorts. There is one right answer at Disney Springs. One main right answer. Let's hear it. Yeah. Polite pig. Yeah. yeah we keep getting yeah. stuck there. That's become yes. our, when we get off the plane and you know the rooms aren't ready at the hotel, you just go we hit straight the polite pig. And I live in the pig. South. We're full of good barbecue, but that's exceptional. I like that sampler platter. It's so I'm good. Go- I'm going to be honest. I, I liked the polite pig a lot. Even better for barbecue, though, is that Muppets barbecue at Epcot. I thought was missing better. that. We keep saying that we're going to go there instead of the polite pig, oh, and then we Regal get to Eagle. the Disney Springs exit, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, the car just goes right to Disney Springs. Yeah, yeah. I do like Regal Eagle. I ate there. We, I, we did it. We were able to do a, a sales thing where they brought us in there and let us try every single thing on the menu. And I liked everything. With it. to me, it, just personally, polite pig's a little bit better. But both are. Excellent. And Epcot needed something like that. 
so that much. thing they had in the American Pavilion was shameful. Oh. It was actually pretty indicative of America, but uh, yeah. when it was just burgers and dogs and garbage food. But that mm-hmm. Regal Eagle is good. I'm going to have to try it because I haven't gotten my made it there yet. So. Mm. And the bar outside has a pretty good selection, too. This is true. Well, to I have me, been to I'm the bar World outside. Showcase, I'm trying all the different countries' food, and I never think I would like some barbecue when I've got mm-hmm. here or whatever else all around. That's true. Yeah, I do love Play Pig at uh, Disney Springs. I've already mentioned BB Wolf. They're really good. There's that, yeah, we got to try that one, too. Yeah, there's that poutine place there that's good. Oh, yes. 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 Place. Place. Yeah, you have I had uh, Thanksgiving to poutine outside, there. Yeah, we had Thanksgiving poutine there one Thanksgiving, and it was like fries with dressing and gravy and turkey and mashed potatoes and cranberry sauce and oh it's so good okay so good yeah i'm sold yeah it's delicious they have a uh, kind of a variation on that at festival of the holidays now i forget which uh, booth it's at but it's a turkey uh, gravy uh, poutine oh yeah so if you hit up caught up before Stop. the end of the year yeah, yeah, yeah i bet you right yeah i've got I, I go to the resorts a lot you know i spend as much time at the resorts as i do the parks Just because I like to go and hang out and like sometimes I'll take my laptop and do some work and, you Mm -hmm. know, just drink some coffee. It's so weird. I love that idea. Yeah. It's relaxing because it's like, I live downtown. I'm in downtown Orlando, which is just like concrete and traffic. Like it's not a good time. But so it's almost like going on a little mini vacation. It takes me 30 minutes to get over to Disney. And yeah, I'll go, you know, my girlfriend and I, again, we'll just hang out at the resorts. We'll spend a day there, you know just goofing off, you know, and pretend like we're tourists for a day. But uh, the Riviera. You're talking my language right now. First off, I love that place so much. It's my yes. Wilderness Lodge is my favorite resort. Riviera is number two right now uh, on my list. And that's my twos. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. They've got this trio of quick serves that are amazing. Yes. So they've got the Primo Piatto, Bar Riva, and my, Le Petit yep. Cafe, which... Yep. It's the best quick serve. I think it's the best food at any of the resorts right now in terms of. It is my favorite yeah. quick service on property is Primo Piatto. The downstairs Piatto. place breakfast is. Yes. Yeah. I'll give you, I'll Scrambled give you an, eggs with polenta. I could eat every day I, of my life. So good. I'll give you guys a quick uh, story. So my parents came down for their anniversary earlier this year. 50 years, 50th anniversary. And, you know, we took them all around the parks and it was their last night. And we were going to go to the Bull and Bear at the Waldorf, which is, you know, fancy pants, a dinner. And they were exhausted. And they were like, do you mind if we just stay at the the hotel tonight, you know, for our last night? Uh, They were at the Riviera. And I'm like, okay. And so I'm like, I'll find something for us to eat. And I went down, I hit up the Primo Piatto Bar Reef and Le Petit Cafe and just got a crap ton of food, right? Yeah. <laughs> little bits. I got, you know, some olives. There were some sandwiches. Charcuterie, charcuterie at the, the Petit Cafe. Yeah, yeah. Cheese plate. There was a baked brie, all this stuff. And I brought it up to their room and it was their favorite meal of the entire trip. That's fantastic. Yeah. I was just like having a little picnic of all these. And uh, you saved things. money over Bull and Bear. I know. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, that's uh, that's my uh, pitch for Riviera uh, Quick Serve is, you know, you can throw together like a gourmet meal in a snap and just, you know, kick back in your room and enjoy it and, and all that. So it's kind of a little hack of mine. I love it. That's a good hack. Yeah. I'm loving that hotel. I didn't want to like it when we first had some issues, but now I love it. Topolino's is one of my favorite places on property too. Oh, so good. The the view from up there. 
And the food is excellent. <laughs> My wife, every time I have yes. a meal there, I barely remember it. <laughs> but, you, but you enjoy every minute of it. I have to say, I'm a huge fan of Captain Cook's at the Polynesian. Mm, those uh, mm-hmm. pork nachos on the chips. Yeah, pulled pork. Oh, yeah. Those are pulled good, but nach- then they've got those coconut pork meatballs. Yes. Yeah. It's, oh, man. Yes. It's been literal, like, it's been more than five years since we've stayed there, and I still dream about those meatballs regularly. <laughs> yeah, those meatballs wow. are another one of those things that I get when I'm leaving Disney and I bring home with me. So I'll get like, oh, I would do that. yeah, I'll get two orders of meatballs and then drive home. And uh, they travel well too, I'm sure. Way better than the I have fish to say, too. that place looks like crap though. I love yeah. it. The food there is good, but they got to do something about it. They've remodeled the whole hotel, and then that place still looks like a dump to me. I love Geyser Point at Wilderness Lodge. I don't know if it's kind of technically quick serve. There's a quick serve window. It's like there. a half and half. I guess it's, it's like quick, yeah. quick table serve or something like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it out there, though, so much. Yeah. If I have one place, it's like my happy place that isn't in the parks. It's Geyser Point. Like, yes. I can sit up at that bar and just look at the view and uh, hang out. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know. We've sat out there for hours and mm-hmm. done a little work and a little not work and stuff. It's a good hang. And even when it's super hot, which it often is in often. <laughs> Orlando, it's, it feels fine in there. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've covered uh, pretty much all the areas of the resort pretty well. Mm-hmm. Are there are there any standout, awful, don't do it that we didn't warn people off of or any outstanding, great spots that we didn't mention that we should throw a tip out there for people i've got one bad one and one un- underwhelming so my bad one is backlot express at hollywood studios uh, uh, just de- just depressing like it's just i don't know that the structure it's the land uh, everything about it is bad it's miserable yeah. and underwhelming and people are going to disagree on this one columbia harbor house like Hate. oh i know and people rave about it people have told me so many times how much they love that place it's like bad long john silvers it's like i was gonna say <laughs> it's like if captain d's or long john silvers had creakier floors yeah <laughs> yeah and it's funny it's like every i've been there twice recently and it's overcooked it's like you know the breading super like hard as a rock um, or oily yeah yeah just really not a good the place. only thing i would ever eat there was the tuna sandwich mm. yeah i didn't like their fried like stuff. tuna salad yeah it was like a tuna salad sandwich yeah and that's decent i've only been there a handful of times but fortunately no one in my family wants to eat fish other than me and i don't like the fish there so it's a non-issue i also hate that thanksgiving meal place upstairs or whatever that liberty <laughs> <That's> tree liberty <laughs> tree to everyone loves this garbage why nothing says walking around a 90 degree Orlando theme park like, like a heavy nice Thanksgiving heavy meal full of turkey, you know, all those mashed potatoes and dressing and gravy. People really do love it. I wonder, I just can't figure it out. It's one of those things why you can get it at home. So, and if you ever go out to Disneyland, and I hope you do, James, don't mm-hmm. eat it. Flows those VA Cafe, cute, take lots of pictures, get you a hot dog pick in front of it, don't eat there. Noted, thank you. Our show has a long-standing feud with the establishment. Mm. We're not fans. At all. No. Don't go to Flo's. Uh-oh, we're early on that. (laughs) Don't come back around. Just in time, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Finally, it's been a few times. We've tried a few times. Yeah, thank you guys so much. I've had, uh, yeah, you're super easy to talk to. I love your podcast. And uh, yeah, just had a great. We're going to be watching for you in the parks. I'm going to be looking for someone with a hot dog. Yeah, I'll be the bozo with the hot dog wandering around. (laughs) Just like this the entire time. You know, just cell phone and a. Have you shot like uh, 
What do you call those, like stop motion things where you... Oh, long exposure things like walking with the hot dog. That might be I haven't gotten a good one. Too. I haven't gotten that creative yet, but that's I'll put that on the list. Advanced start, start at the train station, <laughs> walk all the way to the castle with the hot dog out in front of you on time lapse. Yes. Thank me later. Oh, that's great. I'll do that definitely. Real quick, want to uh, let the listeners know where they can find your well artwork. So I'm right now. I'm on Instagram only. I'm thinking about branching out to uh, YouTube and stuff soon, but I'm on Instagram at hot dogs at Disney. And then hot dogs on the people mover. If you want to see hot dogs on the There's people mover. There's the real art. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like the one with the 45 on there. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's a lot of prop work on the uh, the people mover. I'm like like the carrot top of uh, Disney or something like that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It is. Put that on the right. You're not selling it. <laughs> so much. There's uh, better things to aspire to. I'll definitely Thank go check out. Yeah, thank you so much. Definitely go check out what James is up to and where he's taking his hot dogs next. But that means I'm going to say thanks for hanging out with us again this week. If you're excited to sample some of the delectable dining options at Walt Disney World or explore anywhere else around the world, Key to the World Travel has a New York City dirty water hot dog cart full of hundreds of expert travel planners ready to make your vacation dreams a reality. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com to get started with no obligation quote. Don't forget to catch up with our friend, the Theme Park Professor, for all the latest theme park news and tips at www.themeparkprofessor.com. Word of mouth is the best way to help us grow our show. If you have a friend or two who you think would appreciate our special brand of Globetrotting Jackassery, tell them what makes our show so great and send them our way. You can find links to subscribe to the show on your favorite apps and all the latest updates at www.goldkeyadventures.com. We can't wait to hang out with you again next week. We'll see you real soon. Bye, everybody. Don't get a hot dog, it flows. <laughs> to ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the Gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song, Hoka Hey, for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventures Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure.